Have you ever wondered, how can I help teach healthy habits to my kids? Us too. That's why today my guest Danny Spees from Clean and Delicious and I are going to be talking all about building healthy habits for kids. Danny is a health, wellness, and weight loss coach, as well as foodie and amazing recipe developer. She's joining us today to give some insights into her own experience of parenting and answer questions like, how has having kids changed healthy eating for you? How do you get your kids to eat healthy? What are some of your strategies for building healthy habits? What is your advice if a kid doesn't naturally love healthy foods? And what are your favorite hacks for making a healthy meal for the whole family? I'm really excited about this episode. It is packed with all kinds of fantastic information and hope you'll stick around for this conversation between Danny and I. But first, let's hear the intro. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done, and kids who say their favorite foods are things like... Gummy bread. Pretzel, of course. Maggie. Ice cream, yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. Okay, I'm really excited to be here today with Danny Spees. Danny is a health, wellness, and weight loss coach, and she has this awesome website, cleananddelicious.com. But the real reason I'm excited to have Danny on today, besides all of those awesome things, is because she has the best Instagram story. She's so no-nonsense. She has amazing thoughts about feeding kids. She's a fellow mom, like most of us listening. And I am really looking forward to having a conversation today with her to capture some of these some of her thoughts around how can I help teach my healthy habits to my kids. And I know she has lots of thoughts on this because she shares them on Instagram all the time. So Danny, before we dive into this question, how can I teach healthy habits to my kids? I'd love to get a little background from you about yourself. So tell us who you are and where you live and how many kids you have and how old they are and anything else we should do. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here chatting with you. Um, so I'm Danny Spees. I'm 43 years old. I'm a mom of two. Um, I have an eight-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. Yes? No. Eight-year-old, <laughs> eight-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. Got about it. to be. And um, we live in New Jersey right now. Uh, that's where I'm from, New Jersey. We lived in California for many years, and then we moved back. So, um, and I... I run a a blog and a YouTube channel and it's all about simple, easy, healthy food ideas. So it's kind of just what we do around here. Yeah. I love that. You are such a prolific recipe writer. I feel like you have new things coming out every day and I'm just like, oh, I got to make that thing. No, I got to make that thing. Um, That's awesome. Thank you. If folks aren't following you yet, they definitely should for inspiration on those kinds of things. But what I know we want to dive into today is just this question of, and I am similar to you in that like I have made my business healthy eating. And I've worked in it for some time. And I have a two-year-old and almost a five-year-old. So I'm on a little bit of the earlier end with kids. Yes. But I think in my head, I had thought like, if I just feed my kids vegetables as their first food and then do all the things I know I should do, they're just going to eat healthy because that will be their only option. And I don't know about you, but I haven't necessarily found that to be true. So I think there's a lot more nuance than I anticipated when I became a parent. And I'm excited to pick your brain today about some of the challenges of building healthy habits with kids who, you know, live in the world with 
people yes. who are doing things all different ways and have sugar around exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> so what's totally. the biggest challenge as you have been raising kids and trying to build healthy habits? Well, I feel like I, I've kind of transitioned out of it. But what I would say was probably my initial biggest challenge was when my kids got to an age where really... I would say more than 50% of their day, there was external influences around what they were eating, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. where they really started to go to birthday parties and they were at school and kids were bringing different lunches or ordering the school lunch and where they really start to see, I feel like when they're little, we really do have a lot of control over what they're exposed to. So they don't really know, like they might not like broccoli, but they're like cauliflower. They don't know they can have French fries, right? Like, but when they start to get a little older and they start to see, so at first, I think my challenge was like, where do I want to draw the line on this? And how do I want to parent this? Because I don't want to be a controlling, um, like freak mom where my kids are like going to play dates just to eat the snacks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I think that was a big transition for me was kind of really giving up a little bit and going, you know what? I have to trust that this is just the beginning of a world they're going to live in where they're going to have to make a lot of their own decisions. And the best I can do is set influence at home and then give a prayer and let it go. (laughs) Yeah. How did you decide where that line was? You talked about drawing the line. Like what did that look like for you, both the process of figuring it out and then what, what is your line currently? You know, it's, it depends on the season. It depends on where we are. It depends what's happening. I mean, sometimes I feel like in the summer, especially because the days are so long and there's so much happening all the time. And I feel like I let go a lot more because I, I, you know, and I've said this in my Instagram stories, I find a lot of times the choice is sanity, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to make, I want us all to stay sane and have a good time rather than obsessing over having like a perfect food choice. And so it's hard to say exactly what my line is. I would say, really, I just feel it out in whatever it is. And sometimes I'll, you know, we'll have a string of days where like, I'll even start to get like a little bit of food anxiety. Like, okay, this is like, we had hamburgers and hot dogs and pizza and ice cream and they had a bagel and, you know, and it's like three days in a row. And I'm like, okay, like rain it in. But then I always, but the truth is whether it's two days or three days, eventually you all come back to home base and, you're making a meal and you're making, and I feel like that's what's important is that they're seeing that, you know, that, that, um, continuity. Yes. I love this idea of home base. And even just that term that you're using of, I I'm resistant to the idea of there being like a wagon for healthy eating. Cause I think what you do yes. most of the time is what most influences your health. And so home base is such like a nice idea of we are constantly coming back to that. And so these other things are just interludes into our way of eating rather than, oh no, are we ever going to get back on that wagon again? (laughs) Yes, it's true. And, you know, to just side note to the summer stuff and like when life is busy like that, I do find one thing that is helpful is to bring a dish, you know, is to bring something along where you're like, okay, we're going to bring just, even if it's strawberries, you know, or a watermelon, just something that's like real breathing food. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like that tiny bit of influence. And even whether your kids eat it or not, at least you know you've done your part, which is ultimately all you can control, right? Yes, completely. I did my part in this. So you alluded to some of this, but I'm curious, like what would you say like healthy eating or your ideas about healthy eating looked like pre-kids and what do they look like now post-kids and how have your kids had an influence on that? Well, okay, so I would say 
before I had kids, you know, I, I, I enjoy healthy. I always joke, like I'm much more of a foodie than I am a health nut, but I've found that there's plenty of healthy, nutritious foods that are insanely delicious. So I, I love food and I've always, I've always taken the time to cook and prepare food because I enjoy that. Um, and so that to me was always like just what I did. And when I had kids and when they were little, I would do a lot of that. But then when they started to get older and they were at school and then they have activities and play dates and, and I'm working and all the things, I have found that like the biggest change is things like I really thought I would like fast food in any level. Like we have a place here called Habit Burger. It's a fast food burger joint, you know? And I, if you had told me five years ago that I would be like driving a Habit Burger with my kids, I'd be like, no way, I would never. Like I was a little bit of a food snob like that. Like I would never. And now I'm just like, you know what? it's good. It's a decent choice. We're going to do this. <laughs> um, so I think that a lot of times that's where the line has changed for me is like, it's time, right? Like we, when you still have kids and then they have their own days and their own schedules, the compromise is like, we can't do all of the things all of the time. So you really right. do have to pick and choose. And I think that's where, again, I always go back to the idea of like health is a much bigger picture than just what's on our plate and staying stay sane and not getting super tight around it is part of the health journey, in my opinion. I completely agree with that. Is like, we have decided that food is the thing around health. And you know, you and I yeah. work in food, so maybe we even over-index on that more than other people. But yeah. it's so much bigger than that. And it's so much bigger than even fitness and all the things we usually attribute to health. It's like social connection and stress and um, you know, learning how to be a good human being, I think is part of that. And it's it's so much more than like, did you eat a burger this week or not? And actually the habit burger story is the one that we connected over on Instagram. So I'm so glad yes. that you shared that one because it resonated with me so much where I was, okay, here's a true story that I haven't told on the podcast yet is um, when my little guy or when my big guy was little. So he was like about a year and a half old. We had a nanny that watched him. I was working full time at Whole Foods at the time. And um, I would send like, you know, steamed carrots and organic chicken. I'm trying to think what else he'd eat, like brown rice, you know, like all the right. things that I would want him to eat, right? And I'd pack his little lunch. And I came home one day to pick him up. And the man was like, oh, he tried some of his friend's mac and cheese today and he really liked it. And I remember going home and being almost in tears because I was like, of course he liked mac and cheese. Like who doesn't right. like mac and cheese? <laughs> But the freaking point is I didn't want him to have mac and cheese, you know? And I was like so yes. distressed by this. And I can laugh looking back at that because the the like set point has changed so much. Because I'm with you. Like we eat out burgers and we go to parties and we have yes. pizza and we have pizza nights at home because I can't do it all. And my mantra yes. has always been like, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And lightening yes, up I has like that. gone a long way to actually, I think, making us healthier overall instead of like yes. stressing about the tiny minutiae. Um, yes. And I think, you know, it's funny, even we were talking about families and kids, but I think even in America, as, as food is concerned, you know, I love the term that some uh, health experts will use is that we're upset. We're like nutritionism. We're one of the mm -hmm. only countries who were like obsessed with all of the, all of the compartments of nutrition. Like, well, this has this vitamin and this has this nutrient. And we don't look at the bigger picture of nutrition and wellness and healthy food and community and connection and everything that food represents and that it really isn't only just about vitamins and minerals like of course it plays a part but it's not that 
it's not that um, you can't pick apart the pieces, you know, yeah. you have to kind of look at the entire painting. It's so interesting because I've been reading the Blue Zones book, which is like about the healthiest, longest lived peoples. And so many of them, like none of them are thinking about these things, right? And they're drinking red wine and they're eating goat cheese and they're doing all these things and they're not like stressing about it. It's just another part of their lives. And as a result, I think food is actually like much less central to their lives too, like where they're not worrying like, did we eat enough at this meal? Or, you know, did we have the right exact macronutrients? And I know letting go of that for me and looking at a much bigger picture has given me a lot of freedom in worrying about what my kids are eating too and saying like, well, I'll have vegetables next meal. Oh, well. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So one one of the things I love about what you've been sharing on Instagram is like, these ideas of how you have gotten your kids used to eating healthy and some strategies that you use for packing in healthy food at the times where they're hungry. Can you talk a little bit about, okay, you've loosened up, but when they are at home and you have opportunities, how do you maximize those opportunities to build healthy habits? Yes. So, and so I, and I think that that's the key because there's, you know, so many people ask, you know, how do we get our kids to eat healthy food? And I really think it really comes down to influence. It's what they see and what they think is normal most of the time. And, and that's just, that really is, it's as simple and as annoying as that, right? Um, so. Yes, um, simple and annoying. I love it. So true. Um, but one of the things I recently shared on Instagram, I know, but I think is really a great trick is that when my kids come home from school, they are hungry. And they want to eat a large quality quantity of food when they come home from school. So it used to be, you know, I, I would give them snacks and then, you know, they have a bag of popcorn and then they might have a piece of fruit and then they would want whatever afternoon snacks that you have around, you know, but it was like constant. They want the next thing. They want a yogurt. They want to, and then I would find myself getting annoyed. Like it's like enough is enough. Like you're going to eat dinner in two hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so then finally I was like, you know what? They're so hungry when they come home after school, let's switch this. So now what we do is most times when they come home after school, I try to have a meal ready for them. I actually call it I, I'll say like, we'll have their dinner. I call it a dinner, right? When they come home <laughs> from school and they have a big meal, like a real food meal. And then later in the night, if they're still really hungry, then we do snacks or something light, you know, where we could do an egg or a smoothie or a piece of fruit or some popcorn or later in the day where they really do just want a snack now. Not, they're not hungry for a meal. Yeah, I love that because it like also recognizes that they are humans who have like their natural rhythms of things, right? And it like capitalizes on it instead of being like, no, this must be when you eat lots of healthy food. And I know my kids who are much younger, they're not that interested in dinner. They're like donezo by the time dinner comes around, right? Like so funny. No attention span for you. Can you give some examples of like what dinners your kids love that you feel really good about feeding them? Or liners, as it were. Kids, yeah, <laughs> dinners that they love. Well, I like to do stuff. So, you know, it's funny because I think because I do like so much cooking for a living that people just think like, oh, we have like the best food all the time, you know, but it's yes. we eat so simply because whatever I'm testing or whatever I'm working on for work is basically what's around and eating. But sometimes that's like cookies, you know, for two weeks. So then it's, you know, then it's the, what we're eating is every week we do a crudite. I always call, I call it my crudite. My husband and I have been doing this for like 10 years. We chop up fresh vegetables on the weekend and we put them in these big bins in the refrigerator and we use them for like everything. And so I pull those out for all the things, but I'm getting a little off track here. But so some of the things I like to do when they come home is on the weekend, I'll do some type of, um, like a big pot type of meal or like, so for example, a couple of their favorites is my son absolutely loves stuffed peppers. So, and my dog loves them. 
peppers. Right. And so you do like, I'll make a big tray of stuffed peppers or I'll ask my mom to make them. Nice. I'm not, I, I mean, I have no shame in the game. They will eat that for four days. I mean, I will feed it to them until they're like, okay, no more stuffed peppers, you know? <laughs> Or another, a few other like really simple things, like I feel like a roasted chicken. Uh, you know, it's there's some of these recipes where they're just really like a home cook's like best friend because once you know how to do it, it's really so easy. You can throw potatoes in the pan. You can throw vegetables in the pan. You just throw it in the oven. You can do one, you can do two. It's once you know how to do it, it's really quick and easy to do. And it's just like one of those type of meals that everybody loves. The kids love, we love. Um, so we'll throw that on the table. We'll do, I'll, I'll do a lot of times, we'll just do like um, smoothies. Like I'll do like a really good nutrient packed smoothie after school if they, you know, when they come home and if it, you know, it will keep them full for a while if we got some good stuff in there. Um, and then we also also have like, I call them head start ingredients in the fridge, right? So I'll have like pieces of food. So we might have like a bucket of brown rice and I might have some hard boiled eggs and I might have some avocados on the counter and I'll just like literally take some rice, chop up some eggs, chop up some avocado, put some olive oil, salt and pepper, and then boom. Um, so like really simple, delicious. I want to live I in your keep, house. <laughs> I, we always keep like frozen brown rice in the freezer. So, um, another one, my kids love to eat is, you know, those seaweed wraps they have at like Trader Joe's or like little seaweed snacks. Yeah. Um, they're like really crunchy, salty. And so I will heat up the rice, cut up some cucumbers and avocados, give them the seaweed wraps on the side. And then they just like make little sandwiches with it. They like put the rice in it and it's fun to them because they feel like they're assembling it. Yeah. Um, so I like a lot of things of this nature is what, are, is what we do. And I feel like we just kind of cycle through, like we'll get on a meal. Like my, my, my son is into like Italian wedding soup right now and I'll just keep making it until they're like over it. Cause I think one thing that people stresses out moms, especially is we I think we all need to be like Pinterest moms. Like we have to yeah. have a new whole dinner on the table every night. And, it, you know, and I feel like, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent on that. One of the things I've been trying to share more of is like, I think in sort of the social media age and I'm still in building up my social media phases, I'm like, oh, I got to share perfect pictures of things. And I'm kind of like, you know, I'm sort of over that. Like what we have for dinner is a random assortment of leftovers that I'm like reheating and putting on the table. And if you want this cool. And if you don't, sorry, that's what's for dinner. And I think that there's something about being really honest that like Pinterest is amazing and beautiful and visual and all these things. But most of us, especially most of us who are making healthy choices day after day after day are keeping it much simpler than what you might think when you look at even things like Instagram and Pinterest and people's highlight right? Yes. And you know what too, I'll do a lot of times, which I understand that a lot of moms wouldn't want to do this, but I do do this is if I'm making dinner or dinner's not ready or something, I'll, I make crunchy salads a lot because my kids love salad if it's crunchy. So use the crunchy vegetables like romaine, lettuce, carrots, celery, cucumbers, things like that. But I'll make that for them and give them each a bowl while they're watching TV. And I'll be like, dinner's going to be done in a little while. Why don't you have this first? And they are just, it's mindless eating. I'm not probably teaching great snacks here, but they eat, I mean, you know, but they'll eat a whole bowl of salad just because they're like, okay, great. I'm just hand delivered us a snack. We're in. I'm hungry. It's here. I'm going to it. I love it. Who knows, who knows what it's going to do or not do. I'm not an expert on those things, but I love the idea of being creative in the way we give kids things. And I'm always forever talking about like snack boards and even snack dinners where I'm like, here's some chopped bell peppers and carrots, which I know my kids will eat. Here's some crackers. Here's some like good quality cheese. 
Like that's, that's it. That's dinner. That's, 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 an, that's a great point. That is such a great point because I think that's another, we do that a lot too. And I think the kids love it. And I think it's a great way. It, it doesn't, maybe it's not technically like a cooked meal, but they love like pickles and olives and sliced cheese and some yes. apples and some, and like a little assortment like that. And it's great. It's like having a, I'm not going to embarrass myself and try to say that sharp. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. You, know, like you got the crudite. Thank you can get the charcuterie. Too. I know. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I, I love that. And you can that use much. your crudite on your charcuterie board, right? So then you have yes. So exactly. I, I'm curious. It sounds like you have a lot of things available and on hand at all times, which I have found to be really key to making sure that I can like serve something that's not chips and salsa for yes. snacks, like just having things ready versus having to get them ready and mess up the kitchen and do all the things. Totally. Are you like a meal prep lady or what do you do every week to get yourself ready to be able to respond to your kids' needs and help with those healthy habits? Yeah, I'm a meal prep lady for sure. And I'm a, um, I'm like a staples. Like, okay, so I do the same thing every week. I really just kind of have a routine. And so we do the crudite and it's almost always the same vegetables. It's carrots, celery, broccoli, cauliflower, radishes, and then sometimes fennel. Um, and that's always chopped in the fridge, ready to go. I always buy a huge bucket of the pre-made baby spinach. I mean, the pre-washed baby spinach. Yeah. So we always have that. I always buy those Sig- Siggies, I think is the brand. It's like, it's a, it's an organic yogurt that comes in tubes, but it's a little lower in sugar than a lot of the other ones. And I buy like a big thing of those and I pop them right in the freezer. So oh, they're nice. like, um, yeah. So the kids like will come home from school if, you know, and if they want that and they'll just pull one out of the freezer and it's kind of like an ice pop to them, you know, they squish it and it's soft. Um, we always have that. Um, I always have avocados. I always have fresh fruit. I always have bread, you know, like the bread we buy. I always buy, I try to buy like a nice cheese, a nice cheese, meaning like a cheddar or something that we have to like slice and, you know, yeah. um, so we always have little components like that. I always have hummus. I always have some type of cracker. So I feel like eggs, eggs is like another huge one that we use all the time. Us too. Between, between those ingredients and things on hand to make smoothies, I feel like that is the food that we eat 80% of the time. It's not sexy. It's very straightforward. <laughs> it's just like simple every day. And then depends what I'm working on and that'll get added to the mix. And then maybe I'll pick a dish or two to actually make for us like the soup or the stuffed peppers so that we have that. But it's all Head Start ingredients. Really, the only time I really cook like a meal from scratch is on the weekends. Like I love like a a Sunday dinner. Yeah. Um, But that's really the only time that I make a big family meal where we all get to sit down. Every once in a while during the week, like if I invite, we invite family, like my parents live nearby. So sometimes I'll try to do that, but it just depends on everybody's schedule and where we're at. Yeah. I resonate with this so much because I, I run a meal planning membership. So I send meal plans out every week, but also for myself, like I plan no more than three dinners a week. And people often look at me yes. like, well, then what do you have? Cause I've been planning, you know, every breakfast and lunch and dinner. And I'm like, that's where you're going wrong. You're making it so hard on yourself because we have leftovers. Yes. We have something in the freezer. We have snack dinner. Um, we have all these things and I'll link to the episode from last week. Um, I'll put the show notes at cookingwithafullplate.com slash slash healthy habits for kids. Um, if folks want to check that out, but, um, yeah, like no more than three dinners a week. That's all that's happening. And it sounds like you're kind of of the same mindset is like some other things together. There will be dinner available every night, but it's not going to be fancy or a menu or anything like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes even like after school, like that meal I'm talking about, depending on the day, if I didn't have time, like I'll go somewhere and buy them a sandwich. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it's always something that I'm, but it's that it's, it's, it's a whole real food that's going to fill their belly. And it's not like popcorn and chips and candy. Um, yeah. It's that they're actually eating food, you know? So I think that's something I, I didn't, you know, all of these things we prepare, but we also do, we grab out when we need to, or we order in, you know, we'll try to order in and I'll try to order from, you know, like I find if, if my kids will eat certain sushi rolls and it's like, okay, well they'll eat. I mean, it takes like one roll of sushi and an edamame. And honestly, if they both get a roll of sushi and, and one order of edamame, it's the same price as getting a pizza. Yeah. Um, so, and it works. Yeah. My kids love sushi too. So it sounds like your kids are great eaters. Um, who can ever know whether that you can attribute that to the work that you've done or whether they were just going to be great eaters, but have you ever gone through phases with them where they weren't as open to eating the things that you would like them to eat? And if so, like, how did you handle that? Yeah. I mean, we definitely do. My son, he's my younger one. He's, he's eight. He, he's, he's a beast. He eats anything that's in front of him. But my daughter, she really, I feel like ebbs and flows. She loves, she's like my bread chocolate lover, sweet dessert girl. And uh, like a lot of times for breakfast, we're kind of out of this phase, but there was probably like a good year where all she would eat for breakfast. And like, it was basically, I used to joke, it was anything she would choose was a conduit for chocolate chips because (laughs) she was like, she either wanted oatmeal with chocolate chips or pancakes with chocolate chips. My two-year-old is the same, but his is raisins. He just wants raisins nonstop. Like anything with raisins. Yeah. It's like, she's just trying to get to the chocolate chips, but all (laughs) she ever wanted was like bread and like chocolate on top of it. And it's funny because it the thing is, is I would notice like it would, it would annoy me. That's how I would feel like I would be like annoyed by it. Cause I'd be like, she's got to eat more nutritious. And I really just started to practice like honestly tools that I've used in my own life. And I've really just practiced like coaching myself and saying like, trust her, trust that she knows what she needs. Trust that her body is doing just fine. She's healthy. She has energy. She's going to school. She eats dinner. She's, I made her lunch, <laughs> you know? So I really, I think a big part of it is like when it's letting go, like just trusting that they have their own inner guidance system and that they will also find their way to what they need. And I think too, we, because we live in a society where, you know, we are so crazy about nutrition, like we, you know, we think every meal has to be like dark leafy greens and, you know, hemp seeds. It really, it really doesn't. Yeah. I love this idea of an inner guidance system. And I actually would say that I think where we don't interfere and start putting things on our kids, they can trust their inner guidance system even more, right? Like, and I'm sure we can all pinpoint in our, our things in our lives or times in our lives that we feel like maybe our guidance system got off track. But the truth is we have it too, right? If we can only yes. drown out the other noise that tells us we don't or we need some special diet or plan or whatever. Yes, <sighs> yes. I think that, and I think too, the thing that's so interesting is like when I think back to my own journey, right? And I think, well, how old was I when I really started to have a desire to know about health, you know? And I was in my twenties probably. Um, and I think, you know, like the kids, at the end of the day, they are going to come into a place of interests in their life where they're going to want to put energy and attention. And that's going to happen. And the, what we don't want to do is create some type of like shame around food for them. Where as if, so what, maybe they grew up and they're not the world's health nut, right? Yeah. But they're doing just fine. Right. So, but my point is, is we don't want to plant seeds of like negativity in their mind on the journey where then they start to judge themselves and then they start to create, and then they start to create a problem around it when it's like, Hey, like 
not everybody has to eat kale salad every day. You know, people find their own paths. And I think we'd all be surprised if we could look at the menu of everybody who was just feeling good and doing well and what was on their plate. You know, there's a big, a big variety. Yeah. I I have so many thoughts about all this, like diet stuff and all these things that we won't go into today because it's not about healthy habits for kids, but maybe we can revisit it sometime. But you did think that I've been having this thought around lots of people come to me and they're like, well, I want my family to eat healthier. I want my kids to eat healthier. I want my husband to eat healthier. How can I help them do it? And the only conclusion I've come to personally is like, worry about yourself, like do your thing and get it dialed and that will expand out. And I'm curious if like how that resonates with you. I completely agree. You can't, we cannot control other people except our kids a little bit, depending on their age. So I feel like, forget the husband, just, you know, eat your salad and do a prayer. Maybe one day it'll catch up. But like, to me, I really feel like you can't just give up that fight because that's the goal. That's not a good, like you can't control other adults. You know, people have to make their own decisions. So you have to do what you want to do and feel good about your decisions. But I do think that when the kids are younger, we do have a little control in their world still and we should use it. Yes. (laughs) Um, And and again, is it a fine line? Yeah. And you have to kind of pick and choose your battles, but I do think there's something to be said. Like, you know, I never even really, like to me, I'll say to the kids, like, it's really, you have to eat real food. You know, you want to have ice cream? You can have ice cream, but you need to eat real food first. You have to eat something that breathes, that lives, and that's going to put like energy into your body. Mm. Um, and it's just so that they understand that concept of, of, of real food. But I do think with the kids, I, I, I was talking about this on Instagram, I think last week too, um, because I was saying, I don't, as much as I have variety and stuff in the house, I, we, what I serve you is what I'm serving you. I'm not making you out like a whole other meal. But if you really don't want it or you don't like it, you do have, you're allowed to have an apple. I'll make you some toast. I'll make you a smoothie or like an egg or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to wiggle your way over to the, to the macaroni and cheese. Like that's not happening. And I know a lot of parents and no fault to them because this game can be exhausting. Uh, if your kid knows that all they have to do is hold out and they're going to win the chicken nuggets. Yes. They're going to hold out. They're going to hold out. So I always like joke around that we do, we, you want to give them a little bit of empowerment and like make them feel like they have choice and variety, but we do still hold the cards. And so it's like, give them variety with what you want to be presenting to them and don't let them wiggle their way to the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Uh, So many thoughts You get to save... Yeah, I was like, we get to save the macaroni and cheese for when we need, when we want to serve it, for the nights when we want to serve it. I'm so glad you said that because I was like, well, I mean, we eat macaroni and cheese in my house, but I think it's an important distinction that it's always my choice, right? Like, and I I say this about dinner dinner in general, division of responsibility. So I'm in charge of what's served. And this is a conversation I've been having a lot with my almost five-year-old because he'll be like, I want, even if it's like a pear, I'm like, that's not on the menu right now. Or last night he wanted bagel and cream cheese at dinner time. And I was like, that's not on the menu tonight. Here's what's available. And of course, I always make sure that there's something that he enjoys and will eat, red bell peppers being like a main one of them. Beyond that, like it's not suddenly bagel time. It's just not. Right. Um, Exactly. And I think holding that line can be really hard, especially when you're tired and it's the end of a long day. Some of the ways I combat that is just like by not having a lot of food in my house. And Mm -hmm. your point about like some of this is just not sexy, like- my kids don't have candy during the day because there's not even any around for them to have. And that's like, right. honestly, for my sake and for theirs. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's how you handle I, it, but I, I do. I don't leave. I mean, I, I buy snacks and stuff in the house that they want to have like certain things that, but I don't, I mean, I don't buy Doritos and keep them in the house. I don't buy foods that I really don't want them eating. Most of the time I don't keep in the house, but I mean, like anybody, there's always chocolate in the house. You know, there's always, there's always some stuff, but, um, I do think that definitely, again, it goes back to like home base, you know? And, and I think too, it's like, we live in a time, you know, and I, I'm guilty of this as anybody else where the kids, sometimes the kids just get like too, too much, mm-hmm. just like too much of the power, you know? Um, yeah. because you know, I, I remember reading a book and it was about like kids eating in different cultures. And I'm like, if you're telling me that this little boy in India is eating like lentils and naan and, you know, his vegetable curry, there, it, how come he's not begging for macaroni and cheese? Because it's not in his knowledge. It's not in his peripheral, right? Like right. it's not an option. And so I think that's a little bit, and it's, that's sometimes where it's kind of like the hard love, the hard truth, you know, where it's just like people say, don't, don't, you are in control of what happens in the house. Don't yeah. let them have that. It's not their decision, unfortunately, all the time. Yeah. And if it's not there, it's even harder for them to make that decision. Sorry, we legitimately don't have chicken nuggets. Like you can ask for them yes. all you want, but I, I don't even have to resist giving it to you because I'm not going to the store to buy it. Like that's, that's right. really not happening. So, right. you know, if there are things you really don't want your kids eating, your example of like Doritos, like I, one of the things I love about being in control of the food at home and my kids are so young, right? So like, I'm especially in control is that I'm really not worried about it when we're out because I know I've that like healthy baseline. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up in like, well, I want my kids to have the things other kids have. Cool. Like laying that healthy baseline, having that home base, as you said earlier, then allows you all to have a lot more freedom and less stress on like the small blips on the radar. Yes, it's so true. And there's a time and a place for all of it, you know, and I think that it's, you know, it's, we can even think for ourselves, it's like, how do we want to be eating most of the time? What gives ourselves, you know, energy as adults, like what makes us feel good? And that's really the platform we want to be setting at home. And then they're just going to follow suit and they're going to have all the things, you know, like when I was little, you know, you're a kid, you're going to have all the things, you're going to find all the things you, there's so many opportunities for them to do that. And they will do that. And they should do that. And they'll enjoy that. And that's all part of the process. But I think our role at home is just to implement just an understanding for them. Like, this is food, this is real food. This is what an eating experience looks like. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of just planting seeds. You know, I mean, that's all we could do is plant a seed and then, you know, see what happens. <laughs> You know, (laughs) we, we don't have, we, it's like, we, we have little control, but mostly we don't. Yes. I think that's like the perfect place to end because when it comes to creating healthy habits for kids, when it comes to helping our kids create healthy habits for themselves, so much of it is just planting the seed, setting the example, um, laying the baseline, you know, and not getting too micro. Don't get too micro. Totally. That's so funny. I was just going to say like, don't belabor the point either. Like I sort of don't really talk to my kids about food all that much, except this is what's available. And I love this idea of this is real food and this is what we're having. But beyond that, like, I don't need to tell them ice cream is bad. I just, it's not here, you know, we're not having it right now. We we might have it later, you know? And, and I think this idea of like not getting so micro with it, not even getting so micro in our explanations of it goes a long way to just like having it be, this is what food looks like. And this is our experience of it. Yeah, I I agree. It's, it's an, it's a practice like anything in life. I am sure practicing. I hope that that's clear from this conversation (laughs) that I am not 
you know, perfect or expert at this, but I do practice it. And I am so grateful to you for sharing your thoughts on Instagram and here on the podcast today around how we can get closer to feeling good about feeding our family of stopping the cycle of like guilt and stress and making it complicated. And instead like embracing delicious food and teaching our kids what delicious food and great eating experiences look like, which is something that you said that I really love. And I haven't talked that much about, but I love the idea of like, what, what does it look like to sit down as a family and just have a nice dinner? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to be said for that. So much to be said for that. And, you know, I know last thought too, this is something I I often have my, my clients do because I do health and weight loss coaching. And I'll say, if someone feels like in the midst, not knowing what decision to make to say to yourself, which feels most like love, right? Because sometimes it's that step away. And sometimes it's the just enjoy. And I feel like we can do the same thing with ourselves and with our kids, right? It's like in the moment, posing that question and then just letting the truth be the answer and, and then being okay with that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that question. What feels most like love? And that was perfect because at the end of every episode, I've been aspiring to give people like one thing they can do as a result of listening. And I love this idea. My challenge to you listeners is to ask yourself this week, what feels most like love? And then you can pop over, find me on Instagram, cooking with a full plate and let me know like, what did that exercise feel like? But Danny, you had so much amazing information here today. I know you do health, wellness and weight loss coaching. And I would love to tell folks where they could find your amazing recipes. I'm hoping you have this roast chicken and some of your amazing sounding smoothies that I can link to. And also like what else folks can expect to find from you over at cleananddelicious.com. Yeah, awesome. So we we have a weekly cooking show on YouTube. So every week we we put out a new video um, with a new recipe or whatever it is we're sharing around healthy tips in the kitchen. Nice. Um, and then on my blog, cleananddelicious.com, that's really like the house where all the recipes live. So all of the recipes and tips, everything's on my website. All the recipes are printable. Um, and and that's and then on Instagram and on Facebook, I'm just clean and delicious, clean and delicious, clean and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. If you guys are not yet following Danny on Instagram, I can't recommend it enough. I love watching your stories and I'm so appreciative to you for coming on today, but also just for your like honest sharing throughout your straightforward and no nonsense style is just like such a breath of fresh air in a space where it sometimes feel like, feels like everything gets really complicated. So thank you for yeah. sharing that with Oh, me. my pleasure. Thank you so much. I love that. I love Instagram. You don't have to brush your hair. I love that. <laughs> I'm still practicing that part. I'm like, oh, I can't Instagram right now. I, you know, oh, once you break that, once you like break that mental thing, you're gonna be, you'll never brush your hair again. Amazing. All right. Well, that's my goal for this week. So awesome. thank you, thank you guys for listening. I hope you'll check out Danny at cleananddelicious.com, and I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. <laughs>